0: <laughs> and uh, I, I, I was uh, given a message just a minute ago about, uh, you know, our Operations Christmas child, we had these nice little caps, the beanie caps that were knit. Those were knit by Ellen. She spent weeks and weeks and weeks on her own material at her own time. Thank you, Ellen. Amen, amen. And, uh, yeah, so tomorrow is our big Fall Festival, 5 o'clock. If you can make it, if you can bring uh, some children, that would be even very cool as well. I uh, just want to mention that too. Um, so let's go ahead. Now, before we go into our message, uh, let's continue to pray for uh, for those uh, among us in need. Uh, uh, let's pray for, uh, shall we pray for Betty's family, her sons that are grieving her passing. Uh, and we'll continue to pray for Bruce. Let's not forget Bruce is in rehabilitation rehabilitating at home, and Frank as well. So let's bow together, shall we? Father God, we thank you. Your house is a house of prayer. And there's nothing more important than to pray, Lord. You want us to just come to you. So we come to you right now. We pray for Betty's uh, sons, uh, Daniel and David. You know, they're they're young men of faith, but, Lord, they're grieving their mom. And we just pray that you just give them your comfort. And uh, let your spirit minister to them, Lord, please. Thank you, Father. God, we pray for Frank and for Bruce, who are uh, both uh, re- rehabilitating at home. And please, Lord, just uh, give them uh, your touch of healing and uh, help them to heal up quickly. Please let your spirit minister uh, to their bodies and help them to heal up quickly, Lord, uh, and, and bring them back to us in, in your time. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus' name we pray. Okay, everyone, so we've been in our series, our uh, Calvary's Core Values, anybody remember how many, we're on the number five, we've done four, we've done four, and uh, let's see if we can remember them, prayer, uh, worship, uh, fellowship, uh, evangelism, and today we are on the value of discipleship, discipleship, okay, okay. It's on the back of your bulletin, so if you have a a bulletin, it should be on the back there. So what I'll do is I'll read, I'll read the. And by the way, if you need, uh, also these bulletin, uh, these are great little. uh, If you don't have one or if you misplaced yours, there's many more of these on the back table. These are value uh, at Calvary. We value cards. So let me go ahead and read the paragraph uh, underneath the. the word discipleship, and then we'll have us read together out loud the sentence right above it that's underlined, okay? So if you can follow along with me in your bulletin. It says discipleship is the process of growth and maturity of a believer in Jesus Christ. A spiritually mature believer is known by his or her character, conduct, experience in leading others to Christ, comprehension of God's word and participation in the ministry of the church we therefore value discipleship that transforms the lives of believers we expect every member to be growing in a spiritually uh, into a spiritually mature christian okay now if you'll read together with me the uh, the sentence right above that which is underlined we value discipleship that transforms the lives of believers. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know the word discipleship. Say hi to my sister Lynette out there. <laughs> the word discipleship uh, has the same comes from the same root word as our word for discipline. Uh, discipline and discipleship; those two words are related. With the same root word. Someone who is a disciple is under the discipline of another for the sake of being uh, a taught, a learner. Okay, Under the discipline as a learner. If you are a Christian, you are under the discipline of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord who loves you. The Lord who gave himself for you. The Lord who uh, gave himself to save you and to change you. To change you. You know, whenever anyone accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord, there is a change that takes place on the inside. A transformation. Changing you on the inside. Jesus comes inside of you, His Spirit is in you, His his light is in you to shine. To shine. To shine, You know, there's an interesting uh, effect that happens with cancer patients. you saying, then what does this have to do with discipleship? Well, just hold on now. With cancer patients that undergo uh, radiation therapy. As a matter of fact, it's caused one cancer center in New York to issue, issue the strangest licenses. Hmm. Got your attention? <laughs> the license. here's what it is: Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Foundation uh, Center. Patients that are undergoing outpatient radioactive iodine treatment for thyroid cancer are given a license, a little card that goes in their wallet. It's affectionately, affectionately known as a "get out of jail card." How's that? How's that? It certifies that they have recently received a large dose of therapeutic radiation. Why do they need this? Well, for a couple of days after they, they go through treatment, the patient's own body emits a level of radiation sufficient to set off radiation detectors by the, home, by the Homeland Security. See, in New York, Homeland Security sets up these detectors at, at the tunnels, at tunnels and, uh, and at bridges to detect, listen to this now, to detect nuclear-level uh, uh, to, to, to try to detect a, 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 what do they call it, a uh, dirty bomb. A dirty bomb. We've been hearing on the news that lately, haven't we, about Russia and the threat of Russia using a dirty bomb in Ukraine. Well, these detectors detect if there's a radiation level high enough, um, you know, to detect a dirty bomb. And so the patients, the cancer patients, radioactive iodine treatment emits... Such high levels of radiation in their bodies, they can set off the dirty bomb detectors. We don't want that. So what happens is the Homeland Security, if they pull them over, if they, they 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 you know the detector goes off. To 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 keep from being detained and questioned, they take out their wallet <laughs> and show them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just got treated. I just got my iodine radiation. Some some of them call this. Some of the patients call this their. License to glow. (laughs) Don't you know, don't you know living in the Spirit, when you live in the Spirit, Christians have a license to glow. Amen? Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Be a glow in the Spirit. Ah, be a glow in the Spirit. When it comes to living for Christ, you know, there's a change, a transformation that happens inside when a person, when you commit your life to Jesus Christ, you are transformed, Amen. and that transformation is something we need to uh, uh, that we're going to look at this morning. So our theme sentence, it's our underlined sentence uh, above our values paragraph, is this: We value discipleship that transforms the lives of believers. The word "transform" is a biblical word; it's the word "metamorpho." It's a word, same word, we get our word metamorphosis. Metamorphosis means to change in appearance or form into something else. We are metamorphosed, we are transformed by Jesus Christ. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ transforms you. When you receive him, you, rec- you become a new creation. You have a new nature. He gives you a new heart. And once you receive these things... Then you are to grow in that transformation. Grow in the transformation. Grow in Christ. We're going to look at three ways this morning to grow in Jesus Christ. Three ways to grow as a disciple. And the first is this. We're to grow in the character of Christ. Character. What is character? Character is what designate what is what distinguishes you it's how you are known by others and more importantly it's how you are known by god your character as christians our goal should be to mature in character to into jesus uh, in the image of jesus christ to put on the mind of christ to think like christ to act like christ so that others can see Jesus Christ in you. God wants every believer to show the character qualities of his Son. What are those character qualities? Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. Many of you know it. It, They talk about the character qualities as the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit comes from being connected to the vine. What did Jesus say? John 15, 5. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So when we bear the fruit of the Spirit, we're really bearing the fruit of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. He is living through us. His qualities, his attributes, his character. We're to let others see Jesus in you. As 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 he transforms you into his image, this is a work of God. We value discipleship that transforms the lives of believers. You know, my wife and I have a friend by the name of Javier that uh, grew up in a a, a border town in our southern border near our near our southern border, and uh, he lived a wild life as a young man. I mean, totally in rebellion to God, living in the world. And he was at such a low point at one point in his life that he started rummaging. You know, he would have to rubber rub through garbage cans. And as he rummaged through the garbage cans, he found something in there. He found uh, the Gospel of John. I don't know how that got in there, but he found it. Well, that was the Lord, that's what. <laughs> you never know the Lord where he's going to show up, huh? So he found the Gospel of John, and he read it. Uh, he read it for a couple of weeks before he gave his life. To Jesus Christ. And what did it do? It transformed him. He later became a pastor. He was here at our installation service. He later became a chaplain for the police department. As a matter of fact, when my wife's late husband died of suicide, Javier was the police chaplain that showed up. He was there for her. He had a tremendous impact upon her. He helped her to get off the fence and firm up her commitment to Jesus Christ. Javier, God used him. God had a purpose for his life. He transformed him. He, trans- just, uh, he, he, had a, he, he transformed him. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. God did a work in Javier's life as a young man. He transformed him by his faith in Jesus Christ. And Javier grew. He grew in Christ. How do we grow in the transformation that Christ brings us? How do we grow in the character of Jesus Christ? Well, we've got to allow God to do his work. God has a purpose. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. God is at work in you. To will and to work according to his purpose. It's a work of God. It's not our work. It's a work of God. God had a purpose for Javier's life. He has a purpose for your life. Allow him to transform you. Matthew chapter 17. Jesus goes on top of a high mountain with his disciples. With his, with his three closest disciples. Peter, James, and John. That was the inner circle. Those were the three closest to Jesus. And it was just the four of them on top of this mountain when something miraculous occurred. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 2, it says this It says, There he was transfigured. He was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. Jesus was transformed to show his heavenly glory. You and I, when we are transformed, Jesus' transformation was an outward, visible transformation. You and I, the believers on earth, have a transformation as well. It's an invisible, inner transformation, but it's just as real. It's just as real. And and the transformation is shown by the way we live our lives. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Same Greek word, metamorpho. By the way, Jesus' transfiguration, same word, metamorpho. It means transformation. You and I undergo a transformation, and it's a continual process. Romans chapter 2, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed, metamorpho, Amen. by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. You see, this commandment, the commandment to be transformed, is a commandment to put on The character of Jesus Christ. To grow in Jesus, the character of Christ. It's a transformation. It's a transformation. It says, do not be conformed uh, to this world. In other words, uh, put off the things of this world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. Don't be conformed, but put on, receive and put on the things of God. The prayer. Uh, The prayer, the uh, meditating on His Word, obeying obeying His will. Resist the things of the world, put on the things of God. When God's Spirit is involved in these disciplines, that's what they are, spiritual disciplines, prayer, meditating on His Word, submitting to His will. When God is involved in these things, there is a transformation of character. A transformation of character. They will transform the way you think. They will transform the way you speak. Them. When you act, you'll be transformed. You know, there'll be struggles. There'll be setbacks, no doubt. But if you're determined as men and women, boys and girls, to, to, to put on the character of Christ, be obedient to God, then you'll learn. You'll learn from your mistakes. You'll grow and you'll be a glow. You'll be a glow in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the first thing, The first sentence in our values paragraph said this. It said, discipleship is a process of growth and maturity of a believer in Jesus Christ. As disciples, we grow. We grow in our transformation to the character of Christ. So our first way that we're to grow in Christ is that we are to grow in his character. Number two. Our second way is this. The second way of growing in Christ is to grow in the knowledge of Christ. Second sentence in our values paragraph says this. Part of that sentence says this. That we are mature, spiritually mature believers have a comprehension of God's word. In other words, mature believers... Mature believers have an understanding of God's Word. This doesn't mean you have to have an encyclopedic uh, knowledge of the Bible. This doesn't mean, you know, you can have a lot of, you can have a lot uh, 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 of, uh, a vast store of knowledge in your head, but it doesn't do you any good until it gets down into your heart. Amen? Amen? Uh, uh, the Bible. You can know a lot about the Bible. You can know right from wrong. You can know Bible theology. You can know Bible history. But until you make that decision to live it out, to put it into practice, to let it be a light into your feet and a lamp into your feet and a light into your path, it does you no good. It's just a waste. God, the Word of God, Bible is the living Word of God, and it's meant to be lived out. It's meant to be applied. You know, anytime time you read scripture, you should always ask the question, how does this apply? How does this apply? What is the application? How does it apply to my life? You know, one of the scriptures that's listed underneath our paragraph here is Ephesians 4. If you'd like to turn there, if you have a Bible. Uh, I mean, Ephesians 4, we'll spend a little time in this one. Chapter, verses 12 to 16. Ephesians 4, verses 12 to 16. And this is all about growth, growing in Christ. Verse 13, verse 13. I'm in Ephesians 4 now, verse 13. Give me a minute to get there. Ephesians 4, verse 13, it says this. It says, until we all reach the unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, becoming mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ mature, The goal of Christ's followers who worship together should be just that, to, to have a unity of faith in the knowledge of the Son of God. That's what it said. What does it mean? It means we're to have a, to have a unity of faith, uh, a common knowledge of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. The doctrine of who He is as the Son of God and God the Son. The, the, the understanding of what he've done for us, dying on the cross for our sins and rising again, so that now we can receive Him and be saved by calling upon His name. We're to, we're, we're to have that common unity of faith, that understanding of Jesus Christ. Not only that knowing about Him, but knowing Him personally, through fellowship and through prayer. It's knowing him by following him. I want you to listen to what Ray Steadman, uh, the late author and pastor, well-known author and pastor, says about knowing Jesus Christ by following him. Listen. He says that you cannot know Jesus Christ until you follow him. He says the disciples had an acquaintance with Jesus Christ before they became his disciples. That's obvious from the gospel records, but They never knew him until they left everything and followed him. That's what Jesus wants. He wants us to know him by following him. Following him and follow him every day. Listen to this. Luke, uh, the book of Luke, chapter, chapter 9, verse 23, it says this. Jesus speaking about what it means to be his disciple. Luke, chapter 9, verse 23. By the way, you want to keep a marker in Ephesians if you're turning, turning with me here. It says this, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, listen to this, daily and follow me. Daily and follow me. The cross, he says take up your cross. That was an instrument of death. It would have been a well-known instrument uh, of a violent death. Jesus, what is Jesus saying? He's telling his disciples, take up your cross. Make those sacrifices that love requires. Die to yourself. Die to your sinful self, your sinful desires, your selfish nature. The Apostle Paul says it this way, I die daily, every day. Follow Jesus in the fullness of life, in obedience to his word, daily. Follow Jesus a day at a time and learn from him daily, daily. We follow him every day. Our call is to know Jesus Christ and to grow in our knowledge of him, to become mature as we follow him daily. Back to Ephesians 4. Back to Ephesians 4. The Apostle Paul is given a warning. He's given a warning of being an immature, not being mature, spiritually mature. He says, in other words, not being grounded in God's word, not having a grasp of the gospel. He says there's a danger if you're not. And the danger is this. The danger is to be knocked off course by distorted teaching. The danger is to be thrown off by false teaching. And he says this. He's talking about being a mature Christian. I'm in verse 14 now, Ephesians 4:14. 4, after, you are mature, after we've been talking about being mature in Christ, and then he says this, verse 14. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of their deceitful scheming. Don't you know there's a lot of false teaching today? It's, it's more important than ever to be grounded in God's Word. To be mature in Christ in that way. To be mature, and in, in, in every situation, in every situation, we're to do what it says in verse fifteen. It says, "Speak the truth in love." Amen. You know, whether you're whether you're trying to correct somebody's false doctrine or maybe help someone uh, uh, from a sinful lifestyle whether you're trying to win someone to the lord whether you're trying to whether you're trying to just encourage someone in the truth always speak the truth in love that is one of the marks of a mature christian to speak the truth in love you know uh, uh, when a person speaks the truth in love as a mature christian uh, that shows that he or she comprehends, comprehends the truth and speaks the truth in love. And as believers, we are to grow in that knowledge of Christ, living out his word daily, speaking the truth in love. We value discipleship that transforms the lives of believers. We've looked at two ways that we are being to grow and be transformed. Be transformed in character, in the character of Christ, in the knowledge of Christ. And number three, we are to be, we are to grow in the body of Jesus Christ. You grow in the body of Jesus Christ. The last sentence in our paragraph our, our discipleship our, our discipleship paragraph says this. It says we expect every member to be growing into a spiritually mature Christian. Every member. That means every member of the church. You know, we are joined together by Jesus Christ as a local body. Jesus is the head of this church, Calvary Baptist Church. And he says this, Ephesians 4, 15 and 16. Let's, let's finish reading 15 and 16. It says this, speaking, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Jesus Christ. From him, the whole body. Joined and held together by every supporting ligament, listen to this, grows and builds itself up in love. As each part does its work. Working together. Working together. We are joined together to support each other. And when we work together in love, what does it say happens? The last part of verse 16. When it grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. You know, it was such a blessing to me uh, last week, last Sunday, the operations Christmas Child packing party, and so, so many members and attenders who came and, and helped and worked together. Everybody was, uh, you know, some people were going faster than others. I think I was going at a turtle's pace. But, but, but By the way, I want to thank my wife and I want to thank Rob for organizing so well that packing party. And, uh, but, uh, but we got it done. We were working together. We were working together. Here's another thing. Yesterday was such a blessing. So encouraging. Several people came out to help, to help set up for tomorrow, the fall festival. Just another reminder, tomorrow at 5 o'clock. But people were coming out to help. Uh, The ladies, like we said, were baking the cakes, getting the candies, and we're setting up the, and thank you, David and everybody else that was here, setting up the games and everything. Uh, Working together working together, being a body of Christ, working together. See, we grow in the body of Christ when we work together, when we use our gifts to support each other, when we build one another up in love. We grow. We grow. We grow better together. Amen? Amen? We grow better together. Rick Warren, in his book Purpose Driven Life, says it this way, talking about doing things together. He said, you cannot grow. He says says it this way. He says, real spiritual growth is never an isolated, individualistic pursuit. Maturity is produced through relationships and community. It's being together, loving each other, encouraging each other, working together. We need to be relating to each other to learn how to love. And uh, to build one another up in love. Amen? amen? Amen, amen. So the growing in the body of Christ. You know, in the early church, there was an Egyptian soldier whose name was Pachomius. That's a weird name, isn't it? <laughs> you know, in those days. <laughs> it was an Egyptian soldier. This was 315 A.D. <laughs> I probably pronounced it wrong. Sorry, Pacho. <laughs> Pachomius. I think you know what? I think it's Pachomius. I think it's Pachomius. You know, I was trying to pronounce how would I say this word? Pachomius. And he was won over to, to, to Jesus Christ by, by Christians that were the kind to him in a nearby city in Thebes, Egypt. And uh, after he, was rele- after he was released from his military duty, he got baptized. He, and he was serious about his faith. He was determined to grow in Christ. Grow as a Christian. So he, he became a disciple of a man by the name of Palamon. Uh, we'll call him Palamon. So here's the thing. In those days, to show your dedication to Jesus Christ... Uh, one of the practices that they would do is a practice, to, to practice self-denial and separation from the world and solidarity is they would become religious hermits. A hermit wandered the desert fasting and praying and having visions. This was like a popular idea of what it meant to be holy in those days. One of the, one of the things they did. So this was Paul. Paul taught uh, Potomius to do this. And he did this for a while. Then he began to question this, this whole lifestyle. here's some of the questions he came up with. I want you to hear it. He said, he asked, how can you learn to love if there's no one else around? He says, how can you learn humility living alone? Remember, he's a hermit now. How can you learn kindness and gentleness and goodness in isolation? How can you learn to practice patience unless somebody put your patience to the test? In short, he concluded that developing spiritual fruit requires being around people. People. Being around ordinary, honorary people. (laughs) Okay? We need it. We need it. It's not always going to be a smooth road. It's not always going to be calm waters. Here's what Ray Steadman said about that about being together in a local body of Christ. He said, you are where you are because that's where God wants you. He puts you with Christians around you because they are the kind of people you need and you are the kind of people they need. Don't you know God puts the churches together? He puts the local body together. They might, He says, they may be prickly and thorny and hard to live with. <laughs> the, 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 the pains, a transformation into the, he has a purpose for you. And when you know His truth, speak His truth. But always speak His truth. What? In love. Amen, amen, amen. And number three, we're to grow in the body of Christ. We're We're joined together to grow together. Maturity, Rick Warren says, is produced through relationships and community. When we work together in love, the body is built up. And each member is built up. That is, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, we are learners under His discipline. His light is our light. We want that light to be detected. Because with Jesus' transforming light, we have a license to glow. Amen. Amen. Be that transformed disciple and continue to grow in the image of Jesus Christ for the glory of our Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, we, we thank you for the call. We thank you for the call to be followers of Jesus, disciples, transformed on the inside, Lord. And we know you want to keep transforming us, Lord, and uh, it, more and more. Uh, into the image of jesus so others can see that you will be glorified in, in all that we do lord help us lord to take up our cross daily learn daily you know as as as, as disciples under the discipline of our lord and uh, blessed lord and savior guide us as individuals guide us as a church lord jesus you are the head lead us as we seek to know you more to follow you with all of our hearts your name we pray.